Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Just finished a twenty another twenty four seven guy. And, Dude, I've uh, seen that. The wife's got the kids, so I'm all y'all's man. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, we'll we'll just uh, what little bit we're already starting to talk. We're that's part of the opening. So everybody, welcome back to the MVM show. I have Austin on with me with the podcast and Travis and uh, Austin Daniel, correct? Say yes, the name sir. right. And uh, he is with. How do you say that? Acadian. Close, Acadiana coat. Okay, Acadiana coat. I've been saying that. So don't quote me on this, but I think I'm correct. I believe the long word Acadiana is the long word for Cajun. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) From what I understand. Okay. No, I'm not originally from Louisiana, so like I said, I could be wrong on that one. Hmm. That's interesting because I was kind of wondering what that name actually came from. So. Anyways, guys, I started, I don't remember exactly, I want to say it was Ricky Nicholas that I first seen uh, his stuff on, and I was really impressed. Um, I've been looking at people that Cerakote for a couple years now, and I was like, man, I think at some point I want to get that done, and I seen Ricky getting his done by you, and I was like, dude, that was sick, because it, it, you were kind of doing the progress on your Instagram, and by the way, guys, check him out on Instagram, it's all one word, Acadiana Coat, so... A C A D I A N A K O T E. So if you type that on Instagram, you can follow him and he does incredible work. And I think you're working on uh, Easy's Easy Living Elevens gun right now. I am. Yeah, actually, Brandon's. I just finished it. And to kind of go back on Ricky, you know, that was the big thing he wanted me to do, uh, you know, to show everybody because everybody's curious how Serico works. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where we started the video, you know, with. And bringing it in, me breaking it down, you know, throwing in some cleaner, then sandblasting. It seems everybody loves to watch me sandblast stuff. I mean, I could too because it's kind of relaxing. Yeah, know? it's like a uh, – <laughs> what do they call that? Like it's therapeutic. Therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's therapeutic for me to watch, you know, me spray a barrel and it just goes on, you know, clean. I'm just like, ah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. Absolutely, man. But yeah, you know, we, we caught a good a uh, good amount of detail on Ricky's stuff, and I think a lot of people enjoyed it. Yeah. And if you are you on anything else besides uh, Instagram or just Instagram for now? I'm on uh, I'm on Facebook, of course, uh, Google, Instagram. Um, that's about it, man. Really. You know, I'm trying to work on the TikTok, you know, but hey, everything changes. Oh, I'm not man. on Twitter yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't keep, I can, I just couldn't do all those. I feel like I'm, 
busy enough trying to run Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So, oh yeah, man. I got time. It's a job for, on itself. Oh, it really. I mean, if you want to use it as a business and a you know a growing thing, it you definitely got to stay on top of it. But, anyways, oh, yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit where, where you're from? You're kind of growing up, and and where you just kind of your life about you a little bit. Uh, yeah, man, absolutely. Well, again, my name's Austin Daniel. Uh, I'm 39 years old right now, but uh, Young originally one. from. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sorry, turning 39 in June, so okay. uh, almost there. But uh, now I'm originally from uh, Fort Worth, Texas, and I was always uh, in oil and gas pretty much in my low mid or starting in my 20s. And then uh, in about 2012, I decided to move down to Louisiana. I met a girl and had a job opportunity, more money, girls, a win-win, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh anyways you know 10 years later i was still in the oil field and uh married had two kids with the same girl that i started out with and um i just kind of saw the writing on the wall man you know i wasn't really happy in the oil field it was just you know the same thing you know you should be happy when you're going to your mm. job right mm. so you know i kind of saw the writing on the wall the direction of the oil field and I finally, my brother did uh, some stifling and laser on uh, a bunch of Glocks, you know, frames, uh, metal slides, all that. And he's the one who said, hey, man, you should really think about getting in a Cerakote. So I did my research, thought, all right, man, this is pretty cool stuff, you know. And I'd had a couple of my guns Cerakoted before this. So um, I just looked into it, talked to the wife made a decision to spend, you know, a little of our life savings and totally do a career change for myself. Mm. And like I told you before, I've never worked so hard in my life the last <laughs> two years <laughs> working for myself and coating and everything, mm -hmm. but I've never been so happy in my life. Wow. That's, that's awesome. And every, you know, everybody says, Oh, it's about the money coming in, you know, no, it's not, man. I mean, it's really like I enjoy about being happy. going to work. Yeah. yeah, about going to work every day. Yeah. You know, if something bad happens, I can leave. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I, the only one I have to answer to is, you know, unfortunately, the <laughs> wife sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We is, she, is she the slave driver or what? You know, uh, my wife, Sarah, she, nah, she, she's good, man. We, are, uh, we work hand in hand great mm -hmm. together i couldn't ask for a better partner on that side but uh awesome. and we worked together for two years because she actually got laid off uh right during uh, the pandemic and mm -hmm. all that so we both were you know coating and we have an engraving business as well so uh yeah man it was just a wild adventure we're kind of settling down now but i mean i love it i love my job it's stressful at times but it's nothing like the oil field man <laughs> yeah, well let's go, me to go back. Well, let's go to that a little bit. I mean, I, I know you probably don't want to talk a ton about nah, you about good. what you, you know, don't really care to do, but at the same time, you know, people that listening to this podcast, maybe that's something they are interested in because everybody has different tastes, right? Like there's things I don't want to do, but guys seem to love it. And I'm like, "Hey, that's all it's good for you, man. We need people in every industry, right? Like what if we didn't have guys working in the oil field? So somebody likes it. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, the guys that don't get enough credit in the oil field are the guys that you never see. Mm. Uh, they're out on those platforms for, you know, they could go 27 to 10 off or a month off, a month on or three months on one month off. I mean, those guys are the ones that I give credit to because, you know, those are the guys that are working their tail off like no yeah. other. So kind of tell us about like how you got into it. I mean, is that something your family did, your dad did, or what? Uh, well, uh, what, into the oil field yeah. or Cerakote? Yeah. Uh, no, nah, man, you know, when I graduated college in, uh, let's see, 08, um, Landman was a big job. And like I said, I was out of Fort Worth, Texas. So mm -hmm. them looking for oil, drilling, selling leases. That's what I started. I mean, it's just like everybody was doing it. Mm. And honestly, the day rate was just so crazy. You, you would want to work for them. You know, you would want to get in the oil field if they were paying you that much money. It mm. was crazy. So, I mean, that's my parents and every, you know, no one else is really in the oil field, man. It's just, you know, I think in 08, it was really booming then for everybody. 
mm. you know, but um, he that's really when I started. But he was in the advertising business and he actually my father, mm-hmm. he did a bunch of he did the advertising and artwork for outdoor advertising for billboards. Mm. So it kind of ties into what I'm doing now. Yeah, which is funny. You know, he did always artwork and now I'm back in it. Hmm. So what did you actually do in the oil fields? Man, I was a customer service rep and I used to take care of all the big dog companies like uh, Shell, Chevron, Anadarko, if you've heard of those guys. Um, And basically I would, they would order all this stuff and I was in charge of making sure it was on time. It was put together and, you know, they were yelling at me when they didn't have their stuff. Mm. <laughs> you were the go in middleman that always yeah, got the. I was, yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, it's a, hey, it is what it is. You just sit on the other line and just say, okay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm working on it. <laughs> so, I mean, so is that what you kind of hated about? Like, not that you don't like customers. Cause obviously you love making people happy with your work that you do now, but like, was it just because you were always getting the bad end of the stick of if anything was went south or like, what did you not like about that job? Nah, you know, I think just being here, uh, in Lafayette, Louisiana now, when I was working for this company, um, I just realized that I couldn't go any further unless Mm. it entitled me to move to Houston and listen, I'm from Texas but you couldn't pay me enough to live in Houston. Sorry, Houston. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I can't do it. It's too busy. But, uh, you know, just, uh, I just felt like I was just kind of stuck in a rut. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was just the same thing. I go through emails, I, you know, send quotes out to these people and it just, and then also the scary part of the oil field is, you know, it's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You could be up high one week or one month and then down low or one month you're dipping down so low you're walking in the door uh and you see hr walk in you're like uh-oh i'm next you know what i mean that, oh, and that's kind of, that, that's scary that's really no yeah, way it is. Yeah, that's a hard way to live yep. yep yeah it is so and i mean you know everything goes up i mean it's just like i said it's a emotional roller coaster yeah. in the oil field it can be now let me ask you this is that is it that is it that way for the guys out in the field or is it more so for the more of the uh, people doing like what you're doing and stuff, or is it like that for everybody? Nah, you know, with me being in the oil field from started, like I was a landman doing leases and stuff. I was on the easy side of it. Uh-huh. You know, I was sitting behind a desk. You know, yeah, sometimes I'd have to put tools together, but those, uh, like going back to those guys, man, that are out there. I mean, they're the ones really doing work, and more power to yeah. them because I couldn't imagine the stress on you know. Especially wives growing up kids, you know, while, you know, the dad's at home. I, I see it all the time. It's hard. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they do it. And, hey, that's what makes America great, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, so, you know, we were just talking about that on our last episode. It was me and my wife were doing it. And I was talking about blue-collar people. You know, that's the kind of people that make the world go round. But usually the ones that are the least paid and get the least credit, right? You know, Absolutely. but you got all the you got all the actors in Hollywood. You got all the sports players, and good for them that they're that talented. They could do that. I mean, that's great. Honestly, that's can you imagine doing that job for a living, just playing hoops? You know, but it's like at the same yeah. time, oh, yeah. they're so idolized. While you got EMS and you got oil field workers and you got mechanics and all these people that keep stuff running, like no credit and low pay. You know. Absolutely. And at the same time, they're risking their lives every yep. single day mm-hmm. being out there. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there are, there are accidents. You know, there, of course, you have that big BP oil spill that everybody knows about. And then uh, actually a couple of years ago, there was a tragic accident where some guys were on a lift boat going out and the seas got too high and it literally tipped over. And unfortunately, I think it was like all 11, you know, died. Mm-hmm. And it, and then that yeah, was kind of close to home and some other companies, you know, I didn't know anybody, but there was people, you know, in my same area of town that knew a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I got more power to those guys. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So now now we fast forward what, like you said, about 10 years or so doing that. Yeah. I, I You know, I mean, really, I, I've been in the oil field. I was probably in the oil field for probably about 16 plus years. Wow. So. 
I would say in 2019 is when I, at the end is when I really started to kind of like, all right, I want to get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my plan. Yeah. And I think that that happens a lot with, with careers. You hit the spot where you, you keep doing it because it's paying the bills, but yep. you start looking for an escape route and, you know, and then you don't know if it's going to work out or what, but at some point you got to take that, that chance and step out and, and kind of like faith is like, Hey, you know what? This is what I want to do. And somehow, some way I'm going to make it happen. Oh man. I mean, listen, when I, when I first did this and then like I ordered my building and everything and I was getting ready, you know, was your blood uh, pressure actually, up? Well, what's, what's <laughs> funny is I got everything lined up when it, you know, it was January, 2020, like everything was good to go. You know, I had, I had a lot of stuff ordered and my date, I was going to, quit or turn in my two weeks was april 1st 2020 right well mid-january january 30th of 2020 i get laid off but my mm. severance was till april 1st so i was like it's a win-win right <laughs> well three weeks later that's when covid started ramping up and my yeah. wife got unexpectedly uh, laid off and i was like and she was the breadwinner yeah and i was like we were like uh-oh <laughs> yeah like uh, what do we do so we went to we went from two oil field checks to nothing so yeah that's scary oh she was doing oil field too she was she was an outside sales rep for a great company so oh, wow man yeah that's okay so that's what i was going to ask you next was like okay how m be honest now <laughs> yeah was there any sleepless nights starting the new company because obviously there had to have been when that happened with the oil field jobs, but like going into starting this, I mean, I'd like to hear some of the ins and outs because um, I know there's a level of stress starting something new and, and stepping out on something you've never done. But at mm -hmm. the same time, I want people that are listening to hear like, okay, but it's not impossible, you know? Well, you know, and I'll tell you what you said, it's, N nothing or it's yeah right nothing is impossible so when i first got started you know i had to apply everything i had to apply through the atf you know and i had to do city permits and all that what's it Which, oh so you had to do atf that's uh yeah you had i actually i had to type uh it's uh i had to do my ffl to you know in order oh, to take guns oh, wow really just to yeah. recode oh, yeah. guns huh wow yes absolutely oh. you know any serialized number absolutely oh yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> now but what's the was that because i don't want to say this defacing but like what i, I wonder why why would that be is it because your power or your uh sound blasting them that's it's te it's i'm kind of like technically it's called a 07 so i'm under a manufacturer so okay. you know i'm taking apart uh -huh. the gun but huh. you know that's kind of like you get into those paperworks and you're like God, am i reading like a lawyer document <laughs> yeah <laughs> right no kidding it's just one of those things you know they say you gotta have it okay i gotta have it hmm. but uh yeah going back to that man it's just the the city i i got a a gut check from the city uh city of lafayette really um they really did a number on me they basically said when they found out that i had guns and paint they flipped out i'm in uh <laughs> Guys yeah, in they, black suits show up huh <laughs> i mean they it, it, they flipped out it was wow. crazy they said you can't do this da, 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 da. well i you know went back and forth and anyways they told me i had to have i bought a 36 by 16 portable building it's a dirksen building because i didn't want to pay lease on a building i wanted to pay on something that i would eventually own right mm. okay well, wait i want to hear okay i know i'm not <laughs> yeah. i'm kind of trying not to go too fast because there's some details in here i'm curious about so yeah how, how big of a building you said it's a 36 feet long by 16 feet wide okay and that's a movable is that like a type, movable well I mean, type? yeah it's it is movable, yeah, but I mean, it's on platforms and all that now. But yeah, it's uh, I can move it. If, you know, I bought some property and I wanted to move it. Absolutely, I wow. could. So, and you decided to put that on your property where you live? No, that's on my uh, father-in-law's property. Actually, okay. he had about a little over an acre, and he was nice enough to say, "All right, you can put it on my property, son." 
at all. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Well, it's kind of cool though to be able to be able to buy like instead of always thinking because I mean I'm, I'm my own wheels are I'm spinning. Thinking commercial property. Yeah, like, like I'm always versus, thinking, man, you got to yeah. go out and find a building that's for lease. Well, they'll charge you out the. So you said commercial, which is funny. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was looking at. But you know, these places they wanted like twelve. 15 i think the lowest was like they wanted like 1500 dollars a month right i was like man i, I can't do that you know right. not right now starting right. up right that's what i'm saying but, what you uh, did it so much makes so much more sense and it kind of makes my own will spin like yeah if everyone to do something i think like enough that. legalities in california, in california versus yeah. something to have versus you know that's somewhere else may have we'd probably different have to go through so many and, different things for that and, I, and i'm thinking oh like, yeah i mean th- these buildings are awesome man dude. i'll send you a link what's the brand of that uh, I think it's Dirksen, D E R K S E N, I think. Hmm. But uh, yeah, man, it's a great building. Me and my father-in-law, you know, we jazzed it up. And, yeah, you know, like I mean, I got wood floors in there for crying out loud. Everybody's like, hmm. "Man, you got wood floors." I'm like, "Yeah, but I paid like 28 cents a square foot, so we're good." Wow. <laughs> They're like, "What?" <laughs> wow. I didn't care. You know, I just needed a floor. And it was. You said it was 36 by 16. 36 by 16 yeah huh. some of the bu- most of the buildings that they had on lot were like 12 to 14 feet wide and when i went in i'm like i knew what equipment that i had coming in the mm-hmm. size and i'm mm-hmm. like man this two feet is going to make a world of a difference and it did and that's what you're operating out of now i am right now and yeah. i'll tell you what i'm maxed out really <laughs> oh yeah it's a good a good problem to have that. yeah so, so you're looking for help right <laughs> uh, yeah, almost. <laughs> that's well, that's, cool. that's 576 square feet. I mean, that's a perfect like office work, you know. Oh, it's great, man. It's great. Huh. Yeah, and like you said, it's yours. I mean, you make your payments or whatever, maybe you just pay for it, but I mean, it's cool the fact that I can take this wherever technically if I wanted to, I could take it wherever I want to go. Yeah, I you think could. I think that's so much better of idea than going dumping your money to some lease property. You know, absolutely. So much better. Absolutely. So sorry, I didn't want to get. I just kind of was curious about some of those. Details. No, man, you're good. But uh, I know where I left off. Uh, so back to the building and getting everything ready with the city. The city basically, they said, "Okay, what's your business?" I said, "It's going to be a Cerakote business." I also have an engraving business. I said, "Oh, so you're going to have people in there all the time?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> you know. So they said, "Well, you're going to need a bathroom." In this and i'm like why do i need a bathroom <laughs> like i can go on the side of it huh? <laughs> yeah and I'm, so you know anyways they're you know putting a bathroom is not easy especially in louisiana you know in some parts where we're at you know we're kind of outside the city limits where my father-in-law lives mm-hmm. so he's on septic well i can't just branch off a of septic so you're talking a bathroom and septic tank you're over 10 grand easy wow so I'm freaking out. I'm like out of money. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I got everything coming. I'm like trying to get my certificate of occupancy. And they basically tell me you have to have a restroom or you cannot operate. At that point, I was down dirt. A third. Well, I think I was 37 then. I'll tell you what. I was 37, grown man. And I was bawling his eyes out. Yeah. No lie. Saying like, what am I going to do? You know, I'm screwed. I, they're not going to let me go. Mm-hmm. So after calming down, luckily my brother, he's a uh, entrepreneur and, you know, he's, he knows the ways, how to business, especially the street side of it. And he said, call your local. And I'm going to tell everybody, listen, if you got a problem with the city, call your local councilman. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, what do you want me to do? He said, just call him, tell him everything. So I called, I looked up the guy in my area, called him, explained it. He said, all right, I'm going to give you a call in five days and let you know. And I'm like, oh, right. You know, politician. Sure. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. He called me in four days and said, all right, you're good to go. I said, what do you mean I'm good to go? He said, they're going to let you go. You got to do this. And so anyways, they made me go commercial. And. I basically had to spend another seven grand. Nine months later, I finally got my certificate of occupancy. Wow! So you had to. So you went nine months. Nine from, months from, because from I losing, was not having a job. 
Your wife yep. having a job and, and getting started. Wow. Dude. Absolutely, man. That, I mean, it was, is, it was the kick and yeah. 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 Big time. But, um, you know, back to saying nothing's impossible. And I said this when I first opened up, I'm glad I didn't quit and no, yeah. nobody ever quit. Mm-hmm. And this thing, when someone tells you, you can't do it. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. You can you can do it. You know you just got to put everything you got into it. Yeah, and you know it might work, or you'll find a way. I mean, just like the councilman helped me out, and you know, I never never knew that you could call your councilman. And neither did I until I called my brother. I'm That's like, good to know. You like know you said, you might this. be helping somebody out there with that. Yeah, listening. You know, you know what? I hadn't even talked to that councilman since. I've been meaning to like kind of go by, but I mean, honestly, send him a gift card or something. Yeah. And you know, actually I think I said something like, Hey man, I'll coat something for you. He's like, I can't accept presents or gifts. Oh, yeah. So, so he's, like, just, oh, okay. he's basically just trying to represent you, the the people or businessmen. Right. I Absolutely. mean, like, what, I mean, yeah. technically like, what does he get out of it? I guess that's just his job. I don't know much about councilmen, city councilmen. I don't know, man. They're, I guess they're kind of like lobbyists or something, man. Wow. They kind of weasel their way in and say, Hey, remember when I did this? Okay. We'll let him go. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. tell, don't tell me the details. Just get the job done. I don't care what you did. To <laughs> the point yeah, is I so, run a business now. <laughs> and I mean, there was a guy that worked at the, the, uh, the consolidated government who I was working with and at the end of the time when I, cause he said, all right, we got your certificate of occupancy. I said, all right, well, I'm coming to get it. And like right now. And he says, right now. I said, yeah. I said, can you please print that out on the thickest card paper? <laughs> so I went to pick it up. He said, Austin, I'll tell you what. I've never seen by work so hard. Have fun. You're free. Wow. And, I got it. I called the, uh, I had to reapply to the ATF after that because I couldn't apply oh to the ATF. Yeah. Once I had my certificate of occupancy. And then uh, they kicked ass, man. Uh, it was 26 days and I had my license to operate it. And then I started coding immediately. Man, dude. Wow. Nine months or really, was it even, it was probably longer than that than really. Uh, yeah, let's see. I don't think I actually officially opened, dude, almost until like the middle of October 2020. <laughs> Maybe November, yeah. That's like having a new Ferrari when the keys and you can't drive it. Dude, yeah. I'm sick. You got four. all your stuff, you know what I'm saying? You're ready to go. But you can't, oh, yeah. you can't go anywhere. Nope, I couldn't, man. I was 6'4". I'm still 6'4". 6'4", <laughs> 267, 270, let's call it. In October 20, uh, now I, I weigh uh, 207 pounds, two, 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 seven, two, ten. They literally, I mean, it literally took weight and stress. So, mm. wow. but, you know, it goes back to, you know, you're working by yourself. I never worked so hard, but it was totally worth it in the long run because yeah. at the end of the day, that certain person, the consolidated government that didn't want me, haha, I won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. And look at, like you said, you enjoy going to work every single day. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I mean, you can show up when you want, right? Like you said, you can leave when you want. You can schedule your own vacation, and, you know, you don't have somebody yep. telling you. They're like, okay, you know, you can't you can't take today off. We need you or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you got kids, got to nah. do something with them or whatever. Oh, yeah, I got two kids, so, you know, they're always got to pick them up here and there, so. Yeah, and, and the sat. I mean, I know, trust me, when you're going through things, it is a weight. Like you said, you lost all that weight. It's a weight on your mind. It, you're losing sleep. But in the oh, long yeah. run, when you look back at it, you're like, that was worth that little bit of pain, which it felt a lot at the time. But it was worth it looking back. Like, you know, what? it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Because you don't, what it is, you don't know what's coming oh, on the other bad. side. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, in we, all reality, we, we had a crystal ball in the, see scope, the future. Yeah. In the scope of life, it's not, I mean, no. you know, but it's like in the moment, it's horrible, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think, oh, yeah, of course. Anything like that's a learning experience, right? I mean, that gives you even more motivation or determination if, the, if there's something else that comes up in the future. You're like, you know what? I did this and it worked. You know, mm-hmm. I can do this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like when someone tells you, no, you can't do that. Like, 
like sit, no. sit, sit down and watch me do it right yeah like <laughs> i'm gonna figure out a way you know it's yeah. like there's always that little loophole that mm. you just gotta find yeah exactly but you know that's just unfortunately you know some people are trying to start a small business and do better for them and then you got you know some people that just they don't let you do it mm. and it, that's that was the one part that kind of just always irritated me over that long period of time but you know i've moved on i'm over it now i'm just you know coating some awesome guns that's what mm-hmm. i'm trying to do and you know <laughs> put my name out there yeah and now push the envelope is what i say now let's get into that because i've you sent me a video the other day and that was super interesting but again i i'd want to mention to your website so is that like what's the best place to contact you or like say if someone wants to get work done would you rather it be the website or instagram or what? uh yeah we had the website but uh sometimes the website email is a little sketch but uh i just always say man the best is really facebook and instagram because i'm always on there every day on those two and can they call you do you have a number they can call if they just some people don't even like doing that stuff they might just be like if hey that, I, man you, i don't mind uh i don't put it out there on public but if someone you know messaged me says hey i'd rather call i don't have a problem okay. i'll give you my cell phone absolutely okay. or maybe an email because i mean there might even be some people that don't have facebook or instagram so like right is that email and, i mean and yeah and you can you can email the uh the website as well i mean okay. it will go through just you know i would i say the best bet leave your phone number on the email if you email the website. Okay. Perfect. Just wanted to get that covered. Absolutely. All right, well let's get let's get into the seracoding. So I I we're about thirty minutes in right now. Hopefully we can get a lot of this knocked out because I'll have a lot of things turning around in my brain with the Cerakote. But <laughs> is is it kind of I kinda wanna know the ins and outs of the actual the material itself, because my brain is, I what like I said, I was a, a um, back in the day out of high school, I was a commercial residential, residential house painter. And obviously when you put a roll of wall with paint, it's pretty thick mill, right? Plus it's yeah. not even the same category. Can you like explain like the details of the, the material and the makeup of Cerakote? What that yeah, is. As for, yeah, as for the actual material inside the paint, I, I would I couldn't really tell you, but it's I'll tell you what a good thickness for people. So a credit card or a debit card is thirty mils thick. Okay, that's usually the average. If you're spraying there on Cerakote, you're only supposed to spray point nine to i think 3.5 is really the max you need to go 3.5 mils so i just said a credit card is 30 mils you cut that i mean that's that shows you the big difference of you know how great this product is you know how thin it is if you're able to get into certain tolerances you know but there's a when i'm mixing the stuff you have all these kinds of colors you gotta shake it you have to agitate all that stuff in there and then the key thing is when it's shaken, you actually have to add a catalyst to it. Okay. So and so you have the paint and then the catalyst? Like how many things are you dumping yes. in together? Just it's two just things? Just two. Okay. Just two. Okay. So it's the paint and then you would take your paint, you do some measurements, kind of there's some Cerakote measurements because there's all these different ratios of how much sheen you could put in there. And it also tells you how much hardener you want to put in there. That's what the catalyst is. It's a certain type of hardener. Mm. And what I best explain this is the catalyst. If you were to put your nose up to it, it smells like a pneumonia packet. It'll knock you out. (laughs) Mm. Wow. (laughs) But you pour it in and you just shake it. And that's what gets all that additive and the ceramic coating. I mean, it just kind of, the Cerakote does itself, you know? Now, do you have them in like gallon? Like, what what does it come in? Like, sir? yeah, they the, the smallest they come in is they come in like little tester bottles. Uh, that's I think 30, 30 ounces, I want to say. And then you got pints, quarts, and you can even get all the way up into the gallons. And do you have actual shaker where you put it in this shaker, the paint shaker? Yeah, man, I bought this awesome little uh, like paint shaker from Harbor Freight. You can uh, like oh, it's got like a little vice on there. It's awesome. It's annoying, but it does its job. Yeah, <laughs> shakes yeah. it up. So you put the Absolutely. so you got this, and is it called Cerakote paint or is it just regular paint with the catalyst added? 
it's i mean it's really technically ceramic coating okay um they don't even really like to use the word paint. There's kind of a, there's a hashtag me and my trainer use hashtag. Don't call me a painter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Yeah, it's actually a ceramic coating, man. And I mean, so once you have that, once you put that hardener in there, you have to shake it. Like what basically if you take a, um, I'm trying to think of a science lab beaker glass. Okay. A small beaker glass. Mm-hmm. If you, once you pour that in the paint, you pour the hardener in, I stick a rubber glove over it to kind of give it a tight seal. And then I'll just shake it like, you know, like a Coke or something. You're shaking up a bottle. Mm-hmm. I'll shake that for about 30 seconds. <clears throat> and then I actually have a strainer inside on the top of my cup of my paint gun. And it, it determines on what kind of coating you're using, what kind of Cerakote. Um, if it's got metallic, you have an actual filter that you're cleaning it again. So anything going into the gun from your beaker, it's going to hit that filter and it'll all go into the paint gun without any dirty trash. Cause I mean, trash and debris are floating anywhere. They'll get mm-hmm. it anything, mm-hmm. but that's the last kind of barrier for it to say, all right, if there's anything in this paint, it's not going to go through this gun, meaning it won't shoot out the gun. Mm. The paint gun. Yeah. Now that gun you're using, it's kind of more like a uh, super, obviously, fine. Is that something they use for, like, cars, like the same style of paint gun? Nah, I would say a little bit bigger, man. These are, uh, they're called uh, LP80s, or baby LP80s, Iwata. They're, huh. uh, they're a pretty penny, but when you know how to use them, there's a lot of tricks to them where you can get them to a very fine point, as you can see on some of my you know, detail mm-hmm. logos all the way up to, you know, four inch fan pattern. Mm. So, I mean, the, the guns, the guns, the paint guns is one of the most important tools to Cerakote by far. Mm. You got to have, yeah, you have a, if you buy a half hearted gun, you're going to be, have problems, right? Some people tend to, yeah. I mean, I see it all, you know, oh, it's not spraying right or it's clean, you know. And I'll tell you what, you got to take care of this paint gun better than your real actual firearm gun because, I mean, you got to clean it every time. I mean, it could change if you don't clean it right. I mean, it's the number one tool. <clears throat> it's our Bible, as my uh, as my trainer would say. Yeah. Now, do you have a, did you put, build a paint booth inside of your building because obviously you got to have somewhere that's pretty clean and like stuff's getting sucked away right or is that stuff heavy enough yeah. that it falls or no uh i ordered a big old thing from i think it's pash air supply but they just make some awesome walk-in um paint booths where it's pulling like 36 feet of air a second or something like 36 i mean it, it's it pulls a lot of air so it's, if you can see some of my photos you'll just see that even though my filters are sometimes dirty you'll just see it all just go right out man that's so nice because when we would do like cabinets you know and you had it kind of masked off and you're trying to spray cabinets it just floats and then you get the tack you know you get that roughness right back on the cabinets because oh, yeah. it just sits there and floats you know it's like there's no mm-hmm. way you can do that properly without a some type of something sucking the air out yeah the yeah, out. It, yeah there's some things you know when i first got started i could go cheap on but there's you know like i knew i wanted i wanted the top-notch guns that i learned on i wanted the top-notch air airflow mm-hmm. and i wanted a really good um oven because those are the three most important you know you got your prep you got your spray you got your air 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 filtration i mean those to me are the three most important things of cerakote yeah you know i mean i've seen people spraying like they just stick a fan and they're spraying outside and i'm like oh no 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 (laughs) (laughs) i can't imagine yeah yeah but so you said um the cerakote Obviously, well, I don't want to. How can I ask this? So you said. Well, you were asking about the video, the corrosion, earlier. Yeah, I wanted to get into that, but I was gonna. I'm kind of trying to bounce between, and I'm just assuming this. So I, I'm obviously asked the professional. So let's say you got the gun barrel. That mm-hmm. that mill is going to be thicker than the the innards of the action and all that stuff of the gun, correct? 
Yes. Okay, so I want to get one first done before I ask about the other. So let's talk about like <laughs> the bigger pieces, probably like the barrel and the, the buttstock and all that. Is that what you're doing from about 0.9 to 3.5 mils? No, actually, uh, on some of the um, the eight series, like the, a lot of the crazy patterns, uh, I would say distress or anything that you're not seeing that's a one single color, it's called H series. So it can actually be applied a lot thicker than the elite series. So you, you, you I mean you've got C series, elite. I mean I could go on and on, you know, another episode. But there's so many different platforms of how many different. Uh, coatings there are hmm. but the elite it's actually supposed to the diff, one big difference is elite is better for uv protection hmm. uh hardness and the, the main thing is uv but it's crazy is it's applied that's only supposed to be applied from a point point nine to 1.3 mils thick if it's thicker than 1.3 mils it won't look right it won't operate right and and that would be something that would be on your barrel buttstock and all that. Yeah, usually uh, I'll do uh, barrels. Uh, any all the metal you don't usually do it on polymer. Just the elite uh, it doesn't. I don't think it does well on polymer. Now mm. any other Cerakote like the H series and stuff. Yes, it works fine and still better than anything I think. Man, but uh, that's even more uh, work because now you're saying that. So you're doing basically elite on the barrel and the metal. Like the receiver, but then on the on the polymer, you're doing a different series. Yeah, it it just depends on the gun, you know. Like if you saw Bubba's, Bubba's had that uh, the original Super Black Eagle that was black. So his took perfect, and his metal wasn't bad. There was really not much pitting. And my favorite, I mean, if I'm doing just a straight black color, and that's what he wanted, that's when I went to that elite because I mean. It made it look brand new, man, when it's applied right. right. There's just, you'd almost have to get your hands on it and your eyes to tell the difference between Elite and Ape Series. But, I mean, it's it's just, it's it's cool. It's good stuff, man. It's just smoother or what? It's a lot smoother, yes. Mm. Well, I, I, you know, I take that back. I wouldn't say smoother because if you're spraying right, all of it should be smooth. But it's just a thinner application so that's what i like to do on my bolts so from mm. every shotgun that i've sprayed in the last i think i've done over 30 shotguns in the last three weeks i sprayed every single bolt in elite wow every single one and i mean you don't tell the difference with racking it back or anything I see mean, that was no my difference. question i think it would be everybody's right like you would think because paint's paint in our minds uh -huh. right like we think okay this is there's such finite minuscule fitment fittings to everything like say the the little uh, lever on my bolt right where you can mm -hmm. take it in and out for cleaning to remove all that like just a layer of paint would make that go in differently right but I, obviously you're saying it's so stinking thin it's so stinking thin and then you know like whenever <laughs> I, like whenever I'm that's crazy um, whenever I'm spraying it I want it to look super wet and especially elite it'll look really thick and you're like oh my gosh i think i've got it too thick you know but by the time you hit it in the oven it, it that's where the magic happens between cerakote you know whatever's in cerakote and the additive that's where the magic is and you pull it out and you're like oh man it blended really well it toned down the thickness is really good and you know and there's certain there's measurements there's a tool that i can actually measure how thick my coating is. Hmm. How? How do you do that? It, it's just it's a little <laughs> tool that Cerakote makes, man. Wow. <laughs> you can Cerakote your yeah. nut call. <laughs> well, I'm just in my mind. How in the world do you measure the thickness of paint? You know, it's, Dude, it's some little tool, man. It's got like a little ball on the end of it. You put on it. I mean, it measures the thickness of it. It's that's weird. crazy. Huh. It probably just it intrigues me a little bit because it is satisfying to use a spray gun because I've used a spray gun for several years. And obviously, it's not even the same thing, but it is a satisfying. That's what the word I was looking for earlier. It's satisfying. You know, people put those videos on YouTube. This so satisfying. And you'll sit there and watch. Like certain things are like, man, that's fun to watch. You know, and one of them was spraying door jams or cabinets. It's just you're watching that paint yeah. go on wet, and it's kind of neat. So watching your videos, I see why that's people's favorite. Because watching you 
spray that down and just get that wet look in the sheen and it's paints floating. It just it's pretty cool looking, but kind of intrigues me. Like, man, that's so neat how that goes on there and it's so strong. Like it's hard to fathom. Yeah. I mean, and that, that that's the thing, man. You know, yeah, I I promote Cerakote and that's my job. But I mean, I'm so proud to to spray this stuff because, in my opinion, and I've seen it out there, and with this gunsmith that I use, that's in the guild, he swears. I mean, it's just an unbelievable product, man. I mean, there's nothing out there that can beat it. There's just there's just not. And how how good does it stick to the polymer? Like say the foregrip though. I mean, is it really and is it yeah, bind to it, that it as sticks, good as metal? Yeah, absolutely. It just goes back to, you know, you gotta prep it right. And you know, I can blast the uh, I mean, you look at all, you know, these guys that have the Glocks and everything, all their stuff's seracoded. I mean, you know, you do it the right way and you spray it the right way, it adheres the right way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people that say you can't do it they're just wrong and i mean i'm all my guns are coded (laughs) yeah but you know and that that just goes to you know there's the difference now i would say if you want a one color and you're really hard on your gun a duck hunting you're gonna see some wears on it that's why i would go to like a distress look Mm -hmm. but you know yeah cerakote does have certain hardeners and you know hardness tests and all that but I say if you're going to drop it on the street, yeah, it will scratch. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But some people don't realize that. They don't think. They're like, oh, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it'll never come off. Well, it can. You just, you know, you have to protect it. <laughs> Everything breaks down <laughs> after a while. So, like, yes. that, that test you sent me, that was with what – talk about that for a second, like the salt test. I mean, yeah, so it was just a, a test that Cerakote did on YouTube, and um, it was just a – a rust inhibitor so it was a machine that had basically salt moisture in the air and they locked it in and i mean they had regular bluing cold bluing what duracoat mm-hmm. um duratouch um i think there was kg gun coat in there a couple other things but uh I don't have, I'm not watching it, i don't remember but i think it was like 30,000 hours mm-hmm of rust and you still couldn't or you know that moisture and you still cannot see any rust the first hour the bluing you saw rust (laughs) yeah it was toast already (laughs) yeah that was crazy that that was crazy that they got that much footage because i mean like do the math in thirty thousand hours it was like several months that they let put yeah. it in this chamber. It was pre- I'll send it to you, Travis. You have to check that out. Yeah, but check that out. I it's never pretty- thought about that. You actually did the math on the days. No, well, it did on the bottom <laughs> corner. No, on the bottom corner, <laughs> oh, it was it, it like was saying year. like, and I was like, dude, that's a long test. Like that's a commitment to uh, I didn't even showing think about the power that. of uh, you know the. I mean, man, if you're selling a product, if you can do that, boy, that's a seller. I mean, how do you argue that? You know. You, you can't, and that's what I'm saying, you know. And you, you go back to that test, uh, Duratouch, I would definitely, or Duracoat, Duracoat was definitely second. But if you take the thickness of Duracoat and Cerakote, it's a, it's night and day. Well, not to, not to, not to bag on anybody because I'm not, we're not. I'm just kind of out of curiosity. Yeah. Let's let's say let's take it. Um, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at my 20 gauge. Um, it's a, uh, why is my mind going blank, Travis? It's a Franke Affinity Elite 3, okay? And you got the receiver part. That's, I'm, I'm assuming, do you think they're actually Cerakoting that? Or do you think they're Duracoat or like what? Wait, is that the one that I did? I don't know. Who's, did you do somebody's? I did, uh, I just did a, a Franke Infinity. That's the one where I had Mario driving on. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what you did then. So what, what is that? That is a, I just did the metal on that. Now, when you saw like the marsh grass and all that, that's hydro dip. Mm. I don't, I don't do the hydro dip. He was just very specific. He wanted to, he wanted to keep it on. No, but okay. So that was a Franke affinity. Yeah, it was. So the original, well, how old was it though? Was it a newer gun? Oh yeah, it was new, man. Cause it had like a, it was, it had midnight bronze or bronze Cerakote on there from the factory, Hmm. but he wanted it goldish more goldish brown kind of more gold 
to okay. match that marsh. Because mine's a, a Sitka, oh, I don't know if they call them that Sitka, but the Sitka timber. Oh, yeah. So, so on on this receiver, it's the black, I'm, I'm guessing, and the barrel. I don't know if that's Cerakote, Duracote. Like, what do you think they're doing from the factory? Do you think they're actually Cerakote and that stuff? Yeah. I mean, uh, when I, I saw, when I took it apart, that, uh, is it Franke? How do you pronounce that? Fran- yeah, Franke. Franke, yeah. I mean, I looked inside. I, I was I was nerding out, you know. I was checking. I was like, let me see how they do. And yeah, they did a great job hmm. from the factory. But unfortunately, the guy wasn't. He wanted a different color, right, so yeah. I was the man. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, to me, it's. I was talking to some people, and they're like, eh, whatever, you know. They they like it how, they, and that's that's fine, whatever. But in my mind. How many hundreds or thousands of people have that same pattern, that same look, the same gun? And and by the way, it's obviously not going to be the same um, durability because that stuff's going to scratch off way quicker than Cerakote. Like, say, I'm talking about the butt of the gun and, like, the foregrip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> why not customize it to look at something that you know is yours, you know what I mean? And it's way more durable than what it came from the factory, you know? Oh yeah. And you know, I, that's, and I've majority of the guns, the shotguns, especially the last couple of weeks, guys that I've done, it's been, they're kind of, it's the hydro dip is either fading off or, you know, just doesn't look good as anymore. And, or they're really just kind of tired of seeing that pattern and they want their own original look. Is so, that what is that what hide is that what uh, like you think Frankie's doing on the like the buttstock and the foregrip? You think that's hydro dipped? Oh yeah, oh it is for sure. It is okay. You can't, you, you can't sir. I mean, you could get pretty close to that marsh grass, but like your sick of timbers, dude, it's impossible yeah, to that's sir. True. That. Yeah. I've gotten close, but uh, it wasn't anything. I mean, it's that's a hard pattern to probably. Call. Yeah, how, and that's what I say, you know. But I that's what I don't understand say, the concept though of like how like with a pattern like. Is it multiple colors that you're adding? Like what he's doing? Layers? Like those uh, different, like different patterns. It? Yeah, like different patterns and stuff, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, like I did a, a, a Drake pattern today. So, for instance, on a stock, I painted it one color. And then I think, let's see, I did a multicam green, multicam dark green on the base. And then uh, my awesome wife, Sarah came and did put some stencils on some positive stencils basically like a sticker you know uh-huh positive put that on and then i hit it again with another color keep those stencils on while you know in between and i'm having to bake these in between to cure the paint with the stencil on uh, the stencil is on the stock but i mean it stays on in the oven huh it stays on in the oven yeah i'm only at like 180 degrees so it's uh-huh. not that hot how long will it stay in there for one bake, like for the first? First bake, if I'm, if I'm in between colors, seven to ten minutes. Okay, okay. And then pull that out. Uh, we stick some more, and then basically we're going back over it. So <laughs> even when you're spraying four colors like that, it's done, I mean, it can add a thickness, but, I mean, when you're talking to your stock, that really, at that point, it doesn't matter. Right. But I mean, that's basically how you do it. I can't tell all my secrets. No, no, I, yeah, no, <laughs> for yeah, sure, like, dude. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm just like it's just in, like I said. There's it's a just level intriguing. of art, artistry to right. it, though. You have to have some some type of artistic skill to even make it look halfway decent. Yeah, like the oh, way. Yeah. You, you, the, were, yeah. you got to look at it backwards, basically. <laughs> I can I can do that. <laughs> I know, and I, hey, I have a hard time doing it. I look at my wife, I'm like, all right, I'm seeing this color first. And she's like, no, it's this one. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, man, that's cool, man. That's And that's so cool because I'm just curious, do you think you could do what your wife's doing with those stencils? Like, is that where she comes in clutch for you? Because that seems like that you would know, be really hard to... I could, but... I guess it's like any man. Sometimes I say some of those things are just way too tedious. And I just, I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I, I can't sit there and just pick stuff. And, you know, I mean, it takes time. Hey, I give her the credit because she, she does. And she never did this in her life, you know, stenciling guns or anything. And I mean, she's, she's rocking it. That's awesome, man. I mean, it's, it it seems like she enjoys doing it. 
basically the sky's the limit for you guys. If anybody, whatever, something crazy someone can think up, you guys can do it. Really? I mean, I'm looking on your Instagram and like the stuff you guys are doing is wild, man. Like, um, what was that? And it's not just for you guys listening. It's not just guns. Like, what'd you do? With, what was that other thing I seen in your? Oh, oh the missile. What, yeah. What is that? Are the, no, that's like, what is that? Like yeah, a, the, the the mortar shell. Is that what that is? It, uh. Flame, oh, that flamethrower thing or something. Oh, flamethrower, yeah. I, I'm just saying, it, basically, whatever you want, you guys are doing, you can pull up that. Yeah, man. I mean, anything, you know, metal. I've done, uh, I did an old, uh, I did an old baseball bat that a guy wanted the original writing on it. <laughs> it was like a 1950s wooden baseball bat. And uh, special, I had to look it up. I found the logo, mm-hmm. and I think it was an old Spalding. I think, huh. and I mean, I seracoded his logo back on his bat. So, I mean, cool. yeah, you can do anything. That's cool. I have stuff on my car that's seracoded, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, though. So, you know, it's like, yeah, like, yeah throw I that mean... light switch. I'll seracote that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you. I seen like so these guys. You know, s- some people are sending you probably pretty fresh guns, but they just want their own look. And then there's guys sending you stuff that's like, whoa, that thing has been through it and it's rusty and da da da. And then it oh, comes yeah. out after you're done. And it's like, whoa, that looks like literally a brand new gun. So your kids' bicycles are all Cerakoti too. I would <laughs> no, I, I, I almost, I almost wanted to. I have an old vintage BMX bike. That okay, okay. So now you're brother. talking my language. What, what do you have? Because, I, <laughs> so check this out. I, I bought this Redline 1986 Redline Pro Styler when I was 14. I had it for years and years and years, and then I let my brother-in-law use it. And my father-in-law gave it to a neighborhood kid. And I came back from living in Vegas, and I was like, where's my bike? And he's like, oh, he gave it to a neighborhood kid. So I've been looking for that neighborhood kid for the last 20 years, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I never I never did find him, but I was on a Craigslist, and I was looking. You know, every, I'd go down and look for frames every once in a while. And yeah. This guy was selling some stuff about three hours away from us, and I scrolling through his pictures, and right in the back was, was my, my same bike that I had. Not the, It was the same color, same model, everything. So I called him up, and... I drove three hours and went and picked it up. My wife and I one weekend, and so I wow. got it back. I've been riding it. You know, I'm almost fifty, and there's some things you sh- that you did when you were fourteen and sixteen that you shouldn't try to do mm-hmm. when you're fifty. But yeah, yeah. This uh, so what do you my, got? This old this old bike. Uh, I mean, it's a little. I think it's like what a, it's got fifteen inch tires on there. Yeah, but uh, it's Mine's a, a raw. It's a Ross Piranha. Okay, I know. I know exactly what it is. So, and actually, I know the owner of Ross. Short okay. story. One, not the new, but the new Ross. He's actually uh, rebranding Ross bikes now. Okay. Which is awesome. But yeah, dude, I, my parents bought, I think it was my brother's when they bought it, and I got it. Uh-huh. Now, uh, my kids rode it, and I think now we gave it back to his other kids driving it or riding it right now. And I keep thinking, man, give me that bike. I want to Saracote it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can Saracote a bike, man. I seen yeah. a guy did it. He did a Bobo Fett thing. And it uh-huh. was awesome. Travis might, Travis might be hitting you up just for that. Or you probably want the original. Yeah, I, I'm keeping it all original. I just kept the original paint on it because I know some guys are like, you know, they're uh, was that C4 Labs or something like that? I don't know if you ever heard of them, but they yeah. powder coat them again. Oh yeah. yeah. So, but now nah, I'm just leaving it all original. Nice man. <laughs> BMX bike from Cerakote to uh, guns to BMX bike. Yeah, oh, that's a <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Oh man, I I still got about a thousand questions, but we've kept you about an hour, so I don't want to go too crazy. Um, yeah, what else could I? Have me on more, man. I, I, I am. One. Yeah, <laughs> we got some stuff. We got some stuff in the works together. We're gonna be doing some stuff. I think it's gonna be pretty cool, but. Oh yeah, absolutely, guys. Yeah, I guess I'll just have you on again because there's too many other questions I have, and <laughs> we'll just go and go and go. And I know you got stuff to do, so. But anyways, hey, man, I could I could talk Saracote any day, all day, all the time, man. Like yeah. I said, I love what I do, and I yeah. appreciate you guys. That's awesome, man. That's that's, that's a I, great. You do killer work, man. It looks yeah. really good. Really Thank good. You, you guys, guys, you really got to check him out. I'm telling you, he can literally do anything. You probably I don't want to put too much pressure on, but <laughs> it, if you're looking at his page and you're a guy like me, you're like. What can he not do? Like it designs, whatever. But 
Anyways, we're me and Thomas. We're gonna get our guns into him, and so that's gonna be something that you can even see for those of you that watch the YouTube channel. At some point, we're gonna we want to do a video of it and show the details. You and said you were going all Ferrari red with the, the that little was, yellow prancing horse oh, on the side, yeah. right? That's you know? what you're doing for your gun, dude. You can do whatever you want. Uh, you know, our, our our motto here at Acadia and Dakota is: you pay it, we spray it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. So check them out, guys, Acadia. You said Acadiana coat, right? Is that how you pronounce it? Acadiana. Acadiana. Acadiana coat dot com. It's with the K K O T E. Yes, sir. And uh, check him out. Instagram, Facebook, his website. And man, thanks, Austin, for coming on. Let's pick your brain for a little bit. We'll have you on again because there's a lot more questions I didn't even touch on about doing all the smaller parts and stuff like that. But oh, absolutely. We appreciate your time. Thank you. We'll be talking to you soon, man. All right, guys. Y'all hey, have, have a good, a good evening. All right. All right, Thanks buddy. for listening, everybody.